0: Well, we're still here. So let's talk about it. I thought today I'd share a little bit about documents. I've talked before about how I've had conversations with my kids about what I want at my end of life. I've shared with others what they want at their end of life. But recently, I've had a series of discussions with somebody who hasn't considered their end of life. As a matter of fact, I wasn't even sure how to bring up a conversation. This person is someone that I've known for several years. I take her to the doctor, I fill her prescriptions, I've made a lot of arrangements for her. But as I was getting down this path recently, I realized, if I continue on this path, I will become her healthcare decision maker. That was a little frightening to me and heavy. This is not a family member or someone I'm related to. I recognized that I shouldn't be in this position. And that was a burden for me for a few weeks. As I considered the heaviness and the weight of what I was doing. How did I get there? And can I stop it? And if there was a point of no return... So I got some advice. I had some conversations with my husband. I really prayed about it. Is this really what I am supposed to be doing for this person? What I came to was, I need to have a conversation, see where she's at. So instead of dropping her off at home, as I normally did following an appointment, I took her to lunch. And as we were sitting eating our lunch, I said, Hey, have you thought about medical care for yourself, like decisions and who should make them for you if you can't make them yourself. I also thought about documents. There are legal documents that we all are encouraged to have in place. The advanced directive, there's also something called a POLST form, which is Physicians' Orders for Life-Sustaining Treatment. This type of form is filled out when somebody is considered terminally ill or dying. The idea here is you fill out your wishes in regard to nutrition, hydration, CPR, and other medical interventions. You can choose with your doctor's help what you want. When a patient is put on hospice, this form is usually posted right above the bed right at the head where all first responders or healthcare teams can see it. It's really important, especially if you have specific desires or wishes that you want known and carried out. It's a legal form. So is the healthcare directive. There's also healthcare proxy, which you can get through an attorney's office and it is often part of the advanced directive but you can see where I'm going here. It was legal, 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 not just moral or loving. That became a heavy burden on my shoulders. When I sat at lunch across from my friend and asked, have you considered medical care and who you want to make your medical decisions? Part of me was saying, please don't let it be me. Please don't say me. But the other part was, it's okay if you say me. But I also knew that if that was her choice, we'd have further conversations about all right, but we have to partner with your family to make sure that everyone is understanding. And I would not want to be the only signature on a bottom of any legal document. At least I knew that much. I'd like to say that my burden was lifted that day, but that's not true. She did tell me which family members she wanted in charge of her medical care, and I was grateful. And then I realized I have more work to do. I needed to reach out to her son and invite them to have a conversation. So my friend and her son and his family, if they choose, so that we all understand the choices my friend wants, or maybe things she hasn't even considered yet, but at some point will have to. Actually, let me correct that. Not choosing is also a decision. If she doesn't make any decisions for herself, they will be made on her behalf. Whether it's by her son or medical personnel, there is a choice and there is a decision. Over the next couple of weeks following that lunch, I thought about it. What would happen if I were to be placed in charge of somebody? It was not as easy as I thought. In theory, it seems really easy. And I talk sometimes about nuggets. (laughs) I, I also have a blog post. And so in that blog post, I've actually mentioned nuggets. Actually, there's one called It's All About the Nuggets. And so I have these little sayings that I have in my head that I bring out every now and then. And it helps me kind of go back to a very important place in my mind or my heart to directly tap into whatever was happening back then to the present moment. I'll give you an example because that all sounds really weird and fuzzy, but the one that I think about is I do all the work on the front end so that there are no surprises on the back end. I say it a lot. I told my kids that. I am training you and giving you as much information up front so that you don't have any surprises or pitfalls when this situation presents itself to you. So what does that mean? It means I don't like surprises. It means that I want to be prepared as much as possible so that no obstacles or roadblocks are presented that I didn't already consider. That sounds pretty controlling, right? And it is. (laughs) I am a controller. It's how I have come to make myself feel safe in this life, it is how I have been able to take care of my children when my husband was traveling, it just became something in my tool belt. With my friend, however, what I realized is that it is not my preparation, it's hers. Once I started realizing that, the burden of documents, conversations, and decisions really did ease. My shoulders lifted. I was not feeling as heavy. Because I made the phone call to the family member, invited them in to have this conversation and realized I don't have control. I'm not the only one in her life who can make medical decisions, nor should I be the only one. All of that to say that as we go through this podcast and we talk about death and dying, decisions, end of life, and this burden of who knows what I want. Do I even know what I want? How can I share it? How can I invite a friend to have that conversation? How can I encourage a friend to consider their own end of life? I hope that this helps you to feel less burdened, to take that nugget of I'm doing it all now, so I don't have to do it later. And maybe if it doesn't help you, you can discard it altogether. I haven't discarded it because it helps me in a lot of other situations. But for this particular topic of inviting this family into my friend's life in a way that maybe hadn't been done before, which I don't think is wrong, by the way, and let me just interject that really quick. It's not that they were wrong because they hadn't had this conversation It's that they're young. And before my mom became terminally ill and my dad became terminally ill, I didn't know either. I was young. I had not even contemplated the death of my parents, let alone my children and my husband. So I don't blame them if they had never had that thought. But I will say, because I did have that thought, had I not shared that, we could be having a completely different conversation. So I don't know if there's any logic to what I've shared today. In the way of summary, I'd just like to wrap up and say, if you have a thought of your own end of life, your own medical decisions, or the lack of a decision being a choice as well, to just go ahead and do it. Is there a document that you've needed to sign or that you've considered signing? do it. Don't wait. We are not promised tomorrow and choosing not to decide is still a choice. It doesn't have to be scary. Sometimes it is and I completely understand it. I've been there even with my own documents. When I started to make that list or check the boxes off on certain forms and documents, I realized I'm not ready to make these decisions yet. I needed to pack it away for a little while, continue having the conversations, and then pull those documents back out, look at them again, and reassess what I want, what I don't want, and what I'm not sure of yet. Perhaps, and this thought just occurred to me, actually, as I'm saying it. At that annual review, when I go over my life insurance policy or even beginning my taxes, right, collecting receipts and things like that, and at the reminder of our fire department to check those smoke detectors, maybe that's the time for me to pull out those documents, review them. Do I still agree with the choices I made a year ago, five years ago, yesterday, Where is my life in that moment compared to where it was the last time I looked at those documents? Am I okay with the choices I had made? And maybe for my friend in a year from now, she and I together can look at her documents and ask those same questions. I think it's important to the friendship. We should take advantage of those opportunities. Now I gotta say too, That doesn't mean that every conversation has to be about death and dying and what are you doing and what choices are you making and Do you have your documents and your forms? Not at all. There is so much room for joy and laughter and fun. It doesn't have to be serious all the time. But let's not be in denial. Sometimes if we love people, there's going to be serious conversation, serious discussions that need to be had. I hope this helps a little bit Today and thanks for listening. I'm thankful you listened today. Please visit my website and drop me a question or a topic for future discussion. Also, in the show notes, you'll find any reference materials such as names or book titles that I discussed in this podcast. Until next time, folks, take care.